0: Hey everyone, this is Sydney Shute from Victory Condition Gaming, and you're listening to the Victory Condition Gaming Podcast.
1: Hey everyone, we're learning a new RPG tonight. Let's learn about Afterlife, the RPG that's coming up from Angry Hamster Publishing. And leading this whole actual play is Liz Chiapratical from Angry Hamster. Liz, thanks for coming on and and doing this actual play with us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited.
1: Yeah. Um, Now, folks haven't heard about this game because it's coming to Kickstarter next month. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, it's launching on the 1st of May, actually.
1: The 1st of May. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. And also, uh, let's just introduce our players while while we've got a chance. Um, To my left, I've got Alan Barr from Gallant Night Games. Hi. Thanks for coming on, Alan. Next to Alan is Amanda Call from AgeofNight.com, the popular web fantasy fantasy web comic. I almost (laughs) got that right the first time, but, uh, you know. Hello. And last but not least is RPG player extraordinaire Morgan Nuncio. <laughs>
0: Hi guys.
1: Thanks again, Morgan, for coming on the show. We love having you.
0: Thanks for inviting me.
1: Absolutely. That's basically, the best intro.
3: <laughs> like we got Amanda makes a comic, Alan makes games, and you play RPGs
1: awesomely. Like there's all that's, these really cool adjectives. That's that's True. pretty much. Yep. Woo. <laughs> But now, now it's my chance to just take the show. I'm going to just grab a hold of it, and I'm going to hand it over to Liz and let Liz be in control. Liz, here you go. Here's BCG for you to do whatever you want with. Oh, in that case, now.
2: Oh <laughs> jeez, you're fired, Doug.
1: No, <laughs> oh, I knew this was
2: coming. Um, awesome. Okay, so today we are going to play Afterlife Wandering Souls. Um, I should have said this at the start, but if you want to know more, you can go to angryhamsterpublishing.com forward slash afterlife. Um, if or were, you can just keep watching.
1: If we're or playing. if I was a good host, I would have a- actually led with that and told folks to, where they should go. But that's okay, you did. you did a wonderful job of picking up my slack.
2: I mean, after we get off this broadcast, I'll explain to you why you're fired, and that's one of the. <laughs> all right, sorry right.
3: Wait, we can fire Doug.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, she has control. That she only can fire him. Uh-huh. He
2: gave me control of the show, so.
3: This is not the Liz show. I like. It. <laughs> <laughs> like
2: a little bit of power going to my head. <laughs> um. Right. So we are playing Afterlife: Wandering Souls today. And the premise of Afterlife Wandering Souls is that your characters have died, but you didn't go into nothingness, you know, the great black void of non-existence. You didn't go to heaven, you didn't go to hell, you didn't reach Nirvana. Um, Instead, what happened is you took a very long, dark boat ride and you were dumped off in an endless desert called the Tenebris, the darkness, even though this is a scorchingly bright, desert, um, which you wander with your crewmates, and your crewmates are the fellow people who were on the boat ride with you. And what you basically do is you wander through different planes of existence, known as limbos, in order to try to gain resonance. And what resonance is, is resonance for wanderers, because that's what your players are called, is memories. Because you can't actually remember anything about your past life so you're searching for memories of who you once were to eventually find your end because once you kind of have a full sense of self and you know who you are your soul or your being whatever you want to call it is finally able to rest and you can take that final journey to the end of your afterlife so that is the game we are playing today um, so it involves going into really weird, strange, macabre worlds, and then reliving pretty mundane, sometimes, memories of what humans would have. Um, and we are going to be playing in one of these such worlds, which you guys are going to help me build, actually, because I'm a lazy GM, and I like to make my players do all the work. I, that is why I've created a game where players must also roll everything, and I must do nothing. Um, <laughs> but first we're going to talk a little bit about your characters. So for everyone watching, I actually made some pre-generated characters for everyone here because, um, because character creation actually happens in game for afterlife. So normally it would be an entire session where all these lovely players would take a boat ride from the world of the living to the world of the dead and they'd roll up their characters and we would do some role play. We're not doing that today. They're playing with pre-generated characters, which means they need to fill in a bunch of information for me. Um, and I am going to pick on, I think I'm going to pick on Morgan first because I see your character first in the Character Keeper. Keep I'm so sorry. It's
0: lovely, okay.
2: lovely <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> um, so first of all, tell me a little bit about what Echo looks like. So what did Echo look like when she took the boat ride? How did she find herself? Um
0: ooh mm. <laughs> Oh, I hate going first. <laughs> uh, she um tan skin, dark eyes, dark circles, um, heavy dark hair that's sort of sorta of dirty. Her clothes themselves are pretty dirty too. Like she hasn't changed much. Um, sort of like worn and torn a bit.
2: Okay. And she yeah. looks tired then too, you said dark circles?
0: Yeah, or someone who doesn't sleep much or someone who's been through a lot.
2: What was your reaction? What was, um, what was Echo's first reaction? Then actually I'm interested to the boat, you know, like learning that she was dead. Was it a relief? Was it uh, terrifying? It can also be terrifying.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, it definitely could be terrifying. But for her, I, I think I
2: think it was a relief. Okay. Um, so you just kind of get the sense of relief that washes over you, at least before you step onto the Teneverse and you realize that you are kind of doomed to wander an endless desert. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that every wanderer has, and so each of you has this, is something called Death Marks. So you have kind of these nine sigils, which are on your skin, like tattoo-like markings. And as you find memories of who you once were, um, you unlock a death mark. And basically it means it becomes more visible on your skin. Um, Mechanically, it means that you get a cool power you can use in game, um, which we will deal with later in the game. But it also means that you unlock a memory. So you relive a memory of your character's uh, your character's past life. So Morgan, you actually have one memory already unlocked. And Mm -hmm. the prompt for that is I was in a city. I sought the darkest place. Um, So you actually remember this memory. What is it?
0: Basically, it was um, her sitting in a rundown shack that's in the inner city with a... plastic and trash and litter all around her. It was one time where she actually got some peace and quiet before she decided to go for another hit and go to bed.
2: Oh, okay. So actually it's it's a very quiet memory for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you remembering what's, um, so you have kind of this peaceful moment, right? Just before you're about to go to bed. Of kind of quiet and darkness. And you remember someone important in your life just before you take another hit. Who is that? Her mother. Your mother. And was that a good relationship or a bad relationship?
0: It was good until she was a teen. Okay. And why is that? Started hanging out with the wrong people. Sorry to see different crowds. Sorry to run away. Sorry to just pull away. Okay, okay.
2: And uh, as basically as your, as your mother fades from memory, you take another hit and you go to bed. All mm-hmm. right, very cool. Thank you so much, Morgan. Um, I am going to now pick on Grayson, AKA Doug. Hello, Doug. Hello. You're on
1: thin ice here, so... You know. Uh-oh. I, I know, I know, I know. All right. Um,
2: um, t- tell me about what Grayson looks like.
1: Um, I think Grayson is rather... Uh, I think he's rather old.
2: Okay. He's, he
1: looks old. Like, he's probably, you know, like, gray-haired, the beard... And, uh, he's, he looks kind of wrinkly, you know, probably in his, like, I don't want to give an age because, you know, that doesn't sound as old as it used to, <laughs> you know, uh, um, let's just say he, he looks, he looks like he's, like, he's had a, a longer life than, or he looks, yeah, he looks, he looks, he looks older. Um, mm-hmm. and he's got, uh, you know, he's got, uh, you know, pretty... Nice clothes on, but not, you know, really high end clothes, but he he looks, he looks okay.
2: Okay. So like he's, he's well put together.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. And the memory that you have associated to your death mark is I found a gift from someone else that I thought was lost. Um, I'm deleting this last bit. I realized that it's from, (laughs) I found a gift from someone else I thought was lost. What was that gift?
1: Um, I actually thought maybe it was a book from a, a loved one.
2: Okay. What type of book? Um. Let's
1: let's say it's a diary. Ooh.
2: Okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. Who who's this diary from?
1: Maybe it's from a a, a person that he was. He was in love with, but that he lost early on in his life.
2: Okay, what was their name?
1: Um, let's do uh, Eliza.
2: Eliza. All right. Why was so you lost Eliza? How how did you lose Eliza Grayson?
1: Uh, I think she was in some sort of accident that um, I feel somewhat responsible for.
2: Ooh. And do you still carry this guilt into your kind of old age? I mean...
1: Yeah, I think that's probably why I look so old is because that memory is weighed on me for so many years.
2: Oh, interesting. And this... uh I am gonna say that you have this memory. You're reading through this journal um, that Eliza wrote. You find it, um, and you know you kind of read page by page. And there's one page that sticks with you because um, it kind of, it kind of, yeah, encompasses her true feelings for you. She uh, she talks about you um, in a more meaningful way than like you know I, I saw saw Grayson today type thing. Um, how did she really feel about you, Grayson?
1: Um, she... Uh, let's see here. I I think that uh, she... Mm, I'm trying to think of something really decent here. Um, she wasn't really sure of me at first, but she, after, you know years of interaction we became really close and she i think she was maybe falling in love with me
2: okay i like that thank you grayson Mm. um next on my list is alan playing delaney hello good sir what Um, does uh, what does delaney look like
3: um, Lenny's is actually young, probably, um, you know, uh, like maybe 18, 19. Uh, he, uh, and so just to make sure I understand, we died in like modern times out there in the real world, right?
2: You can die whenever you want. Oh, excellent.
3: <laughs> uh, so he's actually, he looks like a, uh, kind of a early- uh british punk rock from like the 70s like the sex pistols era so he's got like the torn jeans long hair leather jacket kind of a scraggly t-shirt and uh he uh he looks ill-kempt and kind of worn out and stressed out
2: okay um that sounds I'm awesome
3: not going to do a british accent
2: though
3: Just oh can't. man right <laughs> it would be terrible
4: I do a bad British accent for your game, Alan.
3: That's true. You do. <laughs>
2: <sighs> well, now that we've established, Alan's phoning it in. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right. Hang on. Now, look here. I don't know what you're on about.
4: <laughs> no, Morgan. No, Morgan's Morgan. Like, can't deal, deal. That's like uh, New York, Brooklyn.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time. Terrible. I'm terrible at accents. And there you go. Okay. All, my, all
4: right. All right. Yeah. We won't make you do it, Alan.
3: Like, you're supposed to say governor, right? Like, sorry, governor.
4: <laughs> oh, no,
1: there you go. All my British subscribers, subscribers.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Delaney, you have a memory as well associated with your death mark. You were caught in a lie and you had to flee for your life. Tell me a little bit about that.
3: Um, so, yeah, so kind of leading into the punk rock 70s image, I think uh, I think I wasn't as punk rock as I dress or think I was. Um, and he was trying to get more into that culture, and he got himself caught up in some lies with some bad people. And uh, when the truth came out, uh, I kind of had to bail.
2: Okay. Um, what type of bad peoples were they? Like, I mean, was this like kind of a club in London run by unsavory folk type thing or. Um, yeah. So
3: he's, uh, he comes from a a blue collar family and, uh, didn't want to, didn't want to do the dock work like his dad did. And so he, uh, kind of got involved in some, uh, drug running, Uh, with a drug-running gang that operated out of a a punk club in London.
2: Okay, and you had to flee for your life. Why was that? Like, was this because of something you did wrong, or did you see something you shouldn't have seen?
3: Um, No, I've been skimming off the top because my dad's sick and dying, and I've been trying to cover his medical bills. Oh. And uh, when they confronted me, I basically cut and run. So they couldn't
2: kill me. So you skimmed money off the top of this organization. Um, To pay for your dad's medical bills.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, My question is, um, because you ran to save your life, obviously. Do you know what happened to your dad? Probably
3: not. I'm probably trying to find out.
2: Okay. So as yet, you don't have a memory of what happened to your father. All you remember is running as far and as fast as you can. Yep. Sounds good. And finally, we are going to Quinn, played by Amanda. Yay. Tell me a little bit about what you look like,
4: Quinn. So um, Quinn is going to be a middle-aged lady. So she's in like her mid-40s. And
1: That's she- not middle-aged, Amanda.
4: Okay. What is middle-aged, Doug? When does I middle-aged start? I don't know,
1: but it's not mid-40s.
4: Okay, I'm sorry I made you feel insecure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so proceed. <laughs> I shall. Uh, so, Quinn is uh, very nicely dressed, kind of, she looks kind of well put together but she's got kind of really wild reddish hair that's starting to go a little bit gray and an awful lot of like really nice very fine and thin jewelry Ooh. like lots of lots of little like little like really fine thin rings and chain bracelets and necklaces and that sort of thing
2: She's okay, also very stylish in a way yes yeah okay And Quinn, you also have a memory. Mm -hmm. Um, You were kidnapped and it was your fault. Right. Tell me a little bit about that.
4: Right, so uh, Quinn also passed some time longer ago when things were a lot harder and kidnapping was a lot more common among people of better means and better social standing. So a lot of family members of rich and powerful people were frequently kidnapped. And she knew that this was a risk and had been told many times by her family not to wander off away from bodyguards and away from home. But she was tired of feeling shut in and not getting out and getting to do anything and snuck away. And that's when it happened. Who uh, who kidnapped you? Um, it was... An organized crime family that had kidnapped her who were just trying to get a little bit of extra money for a ransom. Okay. Um,
2: Do you know what happened? Did you escape?
4: Um, I actually don't remember what happened as far as if I got away or not. I just, the last thing that I can remember from that memory is being held captive with them and wondering what I was going to do.
2: All right. Um, when you were being held captive, I think that there was one person who, out of all the kidnappers, because you were you were kept for a while, um, you know, while your family worked obviously with law, um, trying to uh, trying to get you free, and going through all those different uh, kind of courses of action, um, there was one person who was particularly decent to you. Who was that? So there was
4: one. Uh a much younger, much younger man in the group. He probably was more like a teenager. He wasn't even really a young man yet. And he just seemed like he felt really bad about the whole thing and was always trying to speak nicely to me and be a little bit more, a little bit more gentle when everyone else was a lot more brusque.
2: All right. And what was his name?
4: Um, he didn't want to give me his name. He said I could just call him Buddy. Buddy.
2: All right. Sounds good. All right, we uh, we have, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we have our crew together. Um, you have all traveled the Tenebris for some time insofar as that you have actually all gained a death mark so far. There's nine in total you get to unlock in this game. So you each have experienced a memory Um, And that's kind of intoxicating to you. So that makes you wanna go into limbos even more and explore um, to gain more and more memories of who you once were. And you are in one of these such limbos. So you've entered in through one of these portals and these portals can be anything. There's sometimes they're just gates standing in the tenebris. So they're standing in the desert and you walk through them. Sometimes they're pools of water once you even fell into one um, and kind of had to figure out how to escape. Um, But this one you uh, you walked in and you actually walked through what was what looked like a giant moon door, which was kind of standing in the tenebrist and slowly spinning. And the four of you walked through into a different world to explore and try to find these memories. And when you enter through the door, you can see that you're in a world where the sun is slowly setting. Um, And through your travels in this world, the sun always seems to be perpetually setting. It never rises, it never gets completely dark. It's constantly in a state of twilight. And there are people in this world, but they don't look like normal humans. They're all wearing masks. And to, again, pick on you guys, I am going to ask the lovely Morgan, what do these masks look like?
0: I would say they're mechanical in nature, like they either smooth glass or smooth metal or bits of gears or
2: um, wires or tubing of some
0: sort. Okay,
2: so they wear these metal masks which kind of have all these different tubes and kind of moving pieces on them. Kind of imagine like the mask from Dishonored almost if anybody's played that video game. Um, but I see it. Why are they wearing these masks?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm still answering this question. Yes,
2: you are, uh, I'm, I'm uh, gonna keep questioning you, man. <laughs>
0: okay cool that's that's fine Uh, um i want to say there's a thick smog to the air like a thick mm, like maybe like the air is just a little heavier okay one reason or another like maybe it's not like smog or pollution itself maybe it's just like you know how venus has a heavy clouds because of a different sort of
2: like what you would call it but yeah okay The, the elements (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> no that's cool so you all enter uh, you enter this world and you see um besides for the sun setting you kind of enter into a city um and you see that there's this thick fog everywhere um and we'll say like i like the you know it's kind of like this red thick fog um grayson aka yeah. doug what do these people fear in the fog Um, what do they fear?
1: Um, maybe they fear, (sighs) I was trying to think of, let me think here. Let me, maybe like some sort of large beast that roams around.
2: Ooh, I like that. So those are large beasts. Does it travel with the fog, maybe?
1: Yeah, we'll say that it does that.
2: Okay. I like that. So actually, you you all come into this, and you see in the distance that there's a large bonfire. And as wanderers, you are motivated to travel, right? You're motivated to, to go and kind of get involved in these limbos in order to to find memories and you, you go towards this large bonfire and you realize that people within this little town are gathering around the bonfire and where the bonfire is, there's actually no fog. So you all kind of like step into the fire and out of the fog. Um, And Delaney Allen. Yes. Notice that there is someone speaking to these people who's leading them, who leads these people.
3: Oh man. Um, How specific do you want that answer to be? As
2: as specific as you want. And if I find it not specific enough, I'm going to ask leading questions until Uh, I get the answer I want.
1: It It
3: is an older matronly woman named Anita.
2: Anita. All right. And her mask is slightly different than other people's. What does her mask look like? How, did, how does it kind of denote that she is a leader?
3: Um, geez. So, yeah. I'm going to assume I can get pretty metaphysical here, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So, it's got a halo of glowing diamonds that floats about eight inches above her head.
2: All right. Halo, glowing diamonds. They, uh,
3: they sort of oscillate between a rainbow pattern.
2: Awesome, I like that. And finally, Quinn, Amanda, mm-hmm. um, that thing in the in the mists. Um, it lives somewhere. Where does it live? Right now you've just seen the town, but I'm asking you to get a little bit outside of your character at this point. Where does it live? So it lives in a
4: boggy area a couple of miles away from the town. And you'll know when you're in the right bog because it's surrounded by a whole bunch of dead standing like skeletons of trees.
2: Okay. Thank you. So you all walk in to the light of this bonfire. And immediately everyone who's gathered around this bonfire um, is shocked. You, uh, you hear gasps, people kind of stepping back away from you. Um, and you hear people whispering in hushed tones they uh, they're saying no masks no masks and they're kind of whispering to one another what do you do hmm
4: I...
1: <laughs>
4: you started making noise first doug what are, um, what are you doing
1: I'm going to uh, I'm just going to uh, look at look at the others and kind of look puzzled as to why what like wh- what should we do? Like what what, what 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 do you think's going on here?
4: Everyone here seems to have one of these masks and we don't. I suppose we should ask if we can get some.
1: Sure. So I guess I'll go up to one of the folks around the bonfire and and ask them why they have a mask on and if we should have them as well.
2: Um, You walk up to uh, a man who is nearest to you. And he kind of like he kind of um, jerks backwards in fear, a little bit as uh, as you walk uh, as you walk towards him, and uh, he says, uh, uh, "Stay back! I- I-, I I don't want any trouble."
1: Well, I'll say that uh, we we don't want any trouble either. What can can you explain what's going on?
2: uh he he looks he looks around uh, and he says that it, it's bonfire night
1: interesting
4: interesting we we're, we're not from here could you explain what is happening on bonfire night we're we're strangers in this in this area how did you get through the fog Uh, well, we didn't exactly. We we just sort of came here. Uh, does anyone have a better explanation?
3: I'm, I'm still stuck on the no mask thing.
0: <laughs> Echo's just pulling out her like really big hoodie like hoodie sleeve. So she's wearing just sort of like holds it over her face,
2: <laughs> trying to make herself like I'm in my mask. Um, the man just kind of like, as you make that movement to like cover your face, he like steps back a little because he's not really sure what you're, you're doing. Um, and then he, he just kind of looks sideways at you, not sure what to make of you.
3: So do do we need masks for bonfire night? I, I, I,
2: I don't, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> he uh, he looks at you he says uh, we the fog is the f- have you taken the beast within you I would think I would
4: remember that so I'm going to say no I don't believe we have
2: at this point you hear a voice kind of raise above um, everyone else and it's kind of the voice of a uh, of a woman and uh, you hear her say basically, what is going on over there? And uh, the man kind of like shrinks back. He's like, I-, I-, I don't want any problems. And uh, you see basically um, a woman in a mask and she has um, a halo of glowing diamonds floating over her head and she is making her way towards you.
3: That's ostentatious.
2: as um as she uh, as she walks towards you actually you see the diamonds kind of like break apart over her head and they start hovering above your group um about like a meter above your heads um are you trying to grab one yeah grayson All all right um I think this is actually a perfect time for you to make a check. Oh,
3: right. So
2: I am going, sorry, Delaney, that's okay here. Um, Basically, how checks work in Afterlife is that you always roll your core plus an attribute in D6s. So, and you always roll um, your linked core stats. So, for example, body has dexterity, stamina, strain mind has awareness education intelligence and soul has charisma creativity empathy um you always roll those together so i would argue um normally players call their checks but we're doing a quick game so i'm gonna just help guide you guys a little bit sure um i would argue this is probably a dexterity as you're trying to grab one of these small absolutely so Um, dexterity one, body one
3: i'm rolling 2d6 2d6
2: um so you have two things you have your shield and your, um, your talent, which is puppetry. Your puppetry is, I hear what others cannot. I don't think that's gonna help you in this situation. Um, but you haven't defined what your shield looks like yet. So every wanderer has an approach, which is kind of a weapon, um, but it doesn't have to be a weapon that the boatman gives them when they take the ride from the world to living to the world of the dead. Um, so your shield can do special things and you get to define what that is. Um, but as you define your shield more and more, so it starts very broad. It starts to narrow down, right? So if we say your shield is a bubble that kind of pops up around you and deflects missiles, then it's not also going to be a shield that you can hold on your arm and buffet things away from you. Um, I don't know if your shield will assist in this or not, but it's something to think about if you want it to assist.
3: No, I don't. I don't think it would.
2: Cool. Um, in that case, I'm going to set a challenge for you. The average challenge is two, um, which I think is fair for this. So you'd roll 2d6. And what am I looking for? You are looking for a four to a six on the dice. All right. So I got a four to five. Okay. So that's two successes. So you met the challenge. You grab one of these crystals.
3: That can't end badly.
2: And um, you feel it kind of trying to move in your in your palm and you're uh, you're holding it and you're struggling with it but at one point it kind of just stops and you see that his um you guys see that delaney's hand starts to glow and as the woman um anita she gets closer and closer his hand starts to grow brighter and brighter And uh oh sorry, do you yeah, wanna say something
1: Dad? I I was gonna tell tell the kid to uh maybe maybe let go of that because it doesn't belong to him. That's 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 that was what I was gonna say in character and kind of get after Delaney for taking this lady's floating diamond.
3: Yeah, well, you know what? Nothing belongs to anybody.
2: <sighs> uh Youngsters, um, you uh, as uh, you kind of have this exchange. The woman steps up to uh, the four of you, and she makes a motion with her hands. Um, she kind of pulls them over her head and puts them down to her side, and uh, she says, uh, "Greeting, travelers. We uh, we want no problems here."
1: That's good. We're not looking
3: to cause problems, are we?
2: She looks down at your glowing fist. (laughs) It
3: was uh, was just above me and I grabbed it. I'll let it go.
2: You let it go. Um, You uh, let the diamond go. All the other diamonds have kind of like floated up and started circling around her head. Um, And nothing comes out of your hand.
3: My hand's still Um, glowing.
2: well, your hand's not like when you open it; it's not glowing anymore. But you see that there's kind of a diamond lodged into your palm.
1: And I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna look over it and be like, "Kid, I told you to give it back to her." <laughs> it's
3: part of me now. <sighs> I have one of the Infinity Gems. Oh no.
2: no. <laughs> All of a sudden, your party members start fading away now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Um,
3: no, um, so I'm going to, like, try to, like, like, dig at it to get it out.
2: Lodged in there, unless you really uh, want to start digging. Um,
3: hey, old lady. Uh,
1: oh, my God.
3: So, I don't know where your gem went, but this one's just in my hand. It's been here my whole existence.
2: She, uh, yeah, obviously you can't see an expression on her face because she, uh, she has one of these masks on.
3: I'm going to spend a point of will and an NPC I am lying to will believe me without a check according to my forked tongue ability.
2: All right, spend a point of will, please. Uh, there's a there's a temporary uh, there's a temporary column there. You can. Yep. Um, she nods, and she says, uh, "Are you of this world?
3: <sighs> Not of any world, lady."
2: She says, "But if if it has been a part of you, then you are the ones that the prophecy foretold." Oh no.
3: Well, <laughs> f <She> word. Says, <laughs>
2: You are you are the ones. That, you are the ones who wear no no mask. You are the ones who will deal with the beast. Oh no!
3: Uh, the beast.
1: The be- hey, she just said beast. Yeah.
3: No. I. So, like, are we talking like six six six? The beast in the Book of
2: Revelations, kind of thing. I do not know this ancient lore that you speak of.
3: Yeah. Okay, lady. You don't go to church? I mean, I, it's pretty punk-rocky. I'm pretty on board with that. Down with the
2: it's, man. I don't...
4: Does this, does this look like anywhere that you've ever been before? Does this look like a place that they would have... Hey! Have the same... I've got a rock in my place? hand
3: now! Okay? I'm doing the best I can in... I don't even know what kind of circumstances. And apparently, I'm the chosen one. Uh-huh. So,
2: yeah. And you when see. you say, like, I'm the chosen one at this point, like, the woman, like... <laughs> She gets on her knees, and then like the entire group around the bonfire get on the knees, too. Oh, and my she, uh, By the
3: way, I've decided what my shield is. What? It's these people taking damage for me.
2: <laughs>
3: because I'm the chosen one.
2: No. We'll, we'll no. see about that. Morgan's like, no. no, no. no. <laughs> and uh, they say, uh, basically, she says, the ones who were foretold. And everyone chants after her, the ones who were foretold. Oh, oh, what have you? Kid, done? Echo is kid, very what did uncomfortable. You do?
4: <laughs> Echo I, is so hey,
3: uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just here, upset in the status quo, like it needs to be done.
4: You don't uh, even know what the status quo is here. Yeah,
3: but now it's upset.
4: Mm. Yes. Yes. Are it really is. pleased? One of the two.
0: Okay,
3: mm-hmm. I'm trying. So, what is the chosen one
2: supposed to do? Uh, the woman in the mask, like, looks up. Um, as if she's waiting for you all to like allow her to stand. Yeah. Please.
3: This must be yeah. what the queen feels like.
1: I'm I'm gonna reach reach down and and, and pick you know help her up.
2: All right. She uh, she stands and she uh, you know she she seems very surprised but like thankful. Um, and she says, "Uh, you will uh you will slay the beast and you will end the fog." That oh. is why you are here, is it not? That is why you do not have to wear the masks.
3: Oh. Ooh. Um. So, out of a, a game question, does something to happen if I run out of will?
2: Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. Um, basically, so you have two pools. You have your concept pools, which we will get into when you make checks and you fail. Those are a currency you can use to succeed. Your vitality pools, are basically how well your character is doing your health is obviously how much physical damage and vigor you have your hunger is your resources actually and you know whether you're starving and your will is your kind of willpower and hope to go on when you reach zero will your character gains a point of stagnation um when you gain three points of stagnation you be- your character becomes unplayable you become a member of the Someone called the unrequited, and uh, normally you become an antagonist for your group.
3: Huh. So don't spend all my will lying to people. I mean, is what you're maybe saying. not
2: yeah. in your first session, but it's up to you, man.
3: <laughs> Noted. Um. So and like so, I'm like as we're having this conversation, I'm like still trying to like dig the gem out a little bit, like just see if it comes loose. And I'm like. Uh, Hey, so, where's, like, is this beast we're talking about? Is it, like, some sort of, like, three-headed dragon with, like, six legs kind of thing? Or is it, like, a puppy?
2: She, uh, she looks at you and she says, uh, I do not know these creatures you speak of. Um. But... It is a changing and wretched thing. That makes sense.
4: And so no one ha- knows what it really looks like or
2: what we'd be going up against. She uh, she says uh, there are uh, there are tales that it is as big as a house. What we do know is that it comes at night, and if you are caught in the fog, it, uh, well, it takes you. Oh.
3: Is that why you make a bonfire?
2: The bonfire protects. She nods. That makes sense. And it could be anywhere out in the fog? It makes its home in the bog, but uh, at night it hunts. Uh huh. Oh,
1: are there yeah. are there any weaknesses that you know of the
2: for the beast? She shakes her head. She doesn't.
3: That makes sense. Why would it have weaknesses? That would be easy.
2: No. Yeah. Can't have
4: that.
3: <sighs> Too bad. It's not like it takes damage from fog or something. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. So. Lady sage person. Uh, Me and my fellow chosen ones are gonna have a conversation. Can you give us a second?
2: She says, "Of course." And like you know, she basically makes people clear rooms so you guys can have a conversation. Uh, We were just gonna walk
3: the other, whatever. Sure. (laughs) Hey, get in here. Uh, So (sighs) we we got like two choices. One, we just kind of bail.
4: What? What? We can't do that.
0: (laughs) Where are we to build to?
3: I just like not here. Okay. Look, I learned a long time ago that if you don't want to do something, just don't be where that thing is happening, and you don't have to do it.
1: And that's probably why you ended up here.
3: No, I ended up here. I mean, I don't remember actually. Running and so it's complicated.
4: Well, these mm-hmm. people are now relying on us, so now we have are, to do something.
3: They, they seem to have a good system, right, with the whole masks and the bonfire and the beast in the darkness. Like, I feel like
4: they look terrified. Got a really this isn't solid good.
3: Status quo that doesn't need our intervention.
4: I are you, thought. You, are you, okay. I thought you were all about upsetting the status quo. That's what you're always going on about.
3: Well, some status quo's are good.
4: Are you afraid mm. of what's in the woods?
3: Yes, absolutely terrified. (laughs) I don't want to be a chosen
0: one. Look at me. I mean, the diamond chose you, obviously.
3: The diamond, yeah, that's how that went.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: It was all like, I'll just fly into your hand, and you'll close your fist real tight, and now you're the chosen one. Definitely wasn't anything I did.
4: Well, maybe that's how chosen ones are chosen. What do we know?
3: I don't, I feel like not that...
4: Well, I believe everyone else here has decided that we are going to pursue defeating this team.
3: Look. Yes? It's because you all are
4: old. We're but, not, excuse me.
0: I'm in, <sighs> in the mid-twenties. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, all right.
4: I but, believe the rest of us are in okay. agreement. Echo, Grayson, yes?
1: I, I think we should at least check it out. Yeah. suit so, you know.
4: All right, Mister Chosen One.
3: It's a group thing. We're all the chosen ones. You're mm. the one with
4: the glowing a diamond band called
3: the, yeah, <laughs> the Chosen Ones, right? I might and... be to the, the band, right? I might, you know, I might, I might mm. be this being in the police, but I do lead the police. The... I what? don't have a solo career. I can't just What's go out the there. And
4: law make enforcement work? have to do with this.
3: It's not a. It's a. Bam. I I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> hey, lady person. We'll go. We'll go back to the. <laughs> okay.
1: Leader. Yeah, I think I think that's probably wise. Yeah, let's let's go back.
0: Echo just walked away before that conversation <laughs>
2: finished. Are <laughs> um, you head back? Uh, you head back to the leader. Um, and you're like, hey, leader woman. She turns and she says, yes.
1: Del, you're up. You're the chosen one. Um, so we're going to
3: do that chosen thing and kill the beast.
2: She says, uh Oh, th- thank you, thank you. And uh, she, 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 uh, she leans uh, like she she kneels again, and she says, "The ones who were foretold." And everyone kneels and says, "The hey, ones okay. who were foretold."
3: We're gonna stop with the kneeling. No more kneeling. New rule.
2: Of course, of course. I'm so sorry. She stands up.
3: No, don't apologize. Oh my. Look, all right. We're just like you, kind of. I don't actually know if we are, but I'm going to go with yes.
2: She says, will you deal with the beast now, then?
3: I mean, Yeah, what do we do? Just like wait in the dark until it attacks us?
2: She says, uh, well...
3: It seems like a terrible plan. Let's just stand here until the enemy gets the drop on us.
2: D- do you not have a plan of how you're dealing with the beast?
3: Hey lady, I just found out like two minutes ago, I have to deal with the beast. All right.
2: We uh,
4: came here without any sort of uh, weaponry or anything to take on such a creature. Do you have anything that you could lend us?
2: Um, She uh, she makes a motion and basically people go to the bonfire and they pull out some torches for you.
4: Oh yes, burning stick.
3: Yes. If i have got a shield, Does't Grayson have a sword?
2: Yes, Grayson uh, Grayson does have a sword, and we haven't defined what that sword looks like. Is it actually a sword that chops things and kills things, or is it a different type of sword? You don't have to define it yet if you don't want to.
1: Uh, let me think about it for a little bit.
2: Cool. Um, but basically she as as the people pass you um, pass you the torches, she says the fire protects.
4: Good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Now we have burning sticks.
3: I feel not so great about this plan. Okay. Um, So.
4: Which direction is the, you said it lived in a a swamp or something? Which, Which direction is that in from here?
2: um basically she she gives you rough directions um basically if you head out of town and you head eastwards um and like she motions obviously to where that is um and you'll you'll find the bog and also she tells you that it's it's surrounded its home is surrounded by these dead trees um kind of like these hollowed out dead trees um she says oh of course and you know of course and she motions to uh Delaney's hand, she says that the stones light up when the beast is near. That's convenient. Uh,
4: and anyone else? Is there anything else we need to do before we go?
0: Echo just takes a torch and just lights it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to take a torch and just shake my head in disbelief of what the uh, what Delaney's got us into. I feel
3: like it's right. entirely my fault.
1: It's pretty all much did, a, it's pretty much 100% was your was fault.
3: Create the NPC with the glowing stones and then steal one of those stones from the NPC I <laughs> And then hold it and not give it back. But that was it. Not my fault.
4: None of this was your fault. It just, yeah. just
2: happened at you.
3: Story of my life. <laughs>
2: All right. all right. So, um, do you do you all head out towards uh towards the um towards the uh towards the bog with your yeah. torches? Yeah. All right. You all head out towards um, the bog, and the the torches do help to an extent um, in which they kind of ward off this fog. Um, oddly enough, to about like a meter or so away from you, like a meter in diameter. So you kind of have this little buffer zone um, as you start to travel. And what you realize is these people live um, in a rather kind of low technology area. They do have obviously have access to metals and things like that, but their village is kind of very poor, very basic. You don't see any electricity um, visibly, um, and you make your way down this winding road um, through this thick red fog in the twilight. And as you're traveling, actually, Echo, um, you smell something familiar um, coming over, like wafting through the fog, actually and you get that feeling that you used to get when you would use um it's almost like uh it's like a memory and it starts tugging at you and kind of calling you towards yeah well kind of to break off the path that you, that has been set in front of you it's familiar and you feel it yeah you feel it calling to you
0: yeah, as soon as she smells it, she sort of just stops dead in her tracks and just stares in the direction that she thinks it's coming from. And then bites her bottom lip and started to just um, scratching her arm a bit, like tugging at her sleeve, and sort of looks to the group, just thinking and sort of doing like a half step towards that direction. <laughs>
2: At this point, you actually hear a couple voices in the fog, also um, just calling out to you. You know, they're people who you used to use with. Actually, I mean, it sounds like they're having a fun party out in the fog. Why would they
0: be here? Why would and who be here? And she just takes another step.
4: Uh, what? And then another. Echo, why why would who be here? There's no one here but us. You, you, you don't
2: hear them? Mm, no.
3: Yeah. You're losing it, lady.
2: Echo, you have the overwhelming urge to drop your um drop your uh torch at this moment and just run into the fog. Hey, is yeah. my hand glowing? Um <laughs> No, it isn't. Okay. Um, And I would actually like you to make a check to resist this, please. Oh, what would I be rolling? Well, let's see. I think it depends on how, like, I don't know how, cause, or do you want to resist this, actually? I should ask first. Mm. I think she's trying to resist
0: it, but deep down she doesn't want to, but she's trying for the group to resist it, so, like...
2: Okay, so like, I, mean, I would argue, like, you could roll on intelligence if you're trying to reason your way out of this because you said, like, hey, like, they shouldn't be here. You know, like, what are they doing here?
0: Uh-huh. Um,
2: I would argue that that would make the most sense to me. Um, so, I have a zero in intelligence, so... <laughs> That's fine. So then you just roll your mind, so you don't get any penalties or anything. So having okay. a zero in something, it's not like in D and D where like you're just terrible at it. It just means that you don't have any resources invested in that. So you still roll your linked core. So that's a three, um, and you also have a ta- talent which is heal ailments of the soul. So I don't know if you want to define your talent, um. Your talent a little bit to assist you because I mean I guess this could be argued kind of as this could be an ailment of your soul Mm -hmm. um, in a way
0: I don't know how she'd be healing it though she'd be just more giving into it okay no fair Um,
2: in that case it's just uh, three dice okay challenge two Uh, okay so I got a one a six and a five okay that is more than enough that's two successes Um, so you resist, like you just manage, like, even though you're stepping off the path, you manage to hold on to that torch. Um, you all see her kind of break formation, though. Oh, Oh,
4: yeah.
2: This
0: area, be, be careful. I think it's going to play tricks on all of us.
4: Right, so we should all stick nice and close together, and I'm just gonna kind of like put my arm around her and slowly draw Scooper her in back, <laughs> back so towards us.
3: The uh, the old lady back at the camp with the hero worship complex, uh, she uh, she said this beast was like ever changing. Yes. Right. So could it like sound like stuff from our memories, maybe? Possibly. Could that thing be the beast.
0: I mean, I did hear that, and I did smell.
4: Is the is I your... did smell that.
3: Uh, My hand is not glowing, though, right? Uh,
4: so then, it must not be. So... Maybe it's something else out here.
3: Unless... Or do I like need a whole set of gems to like make it glow?
4: Well, she said it would glow if it was nearby. Maybe it's broken. Well, it, this noises it really...
0: and voices weren't nearby, so maybe mm-hmm. that's why I didn't set it off.
3: Okay. So I guess we keep going and just maybe it'll glow and we just assume that's some weird fog thing. Maybe the fog is changing too if the beast is because it lives in the fog, right?
4: The fog could be its own issue that is separate but related.
3: Cool. All right. Side note, Ever Changing Fog would be an awesome band name.
4: Seems like a very Uh, strange name.
3: But it'd be awesome.
2: You all continue traveling um, and as you get closer to the bog, basically at one point, like the trail kind of you, you notice kind of grass on the ground and um, through the fog, kind of like dark, dark shapes of kind of foresty areas. Um, at one point, though, as you're traveling, indeed, Delaney's hand starts to glow faintly. In uh sorry I was saying the closer you get the more the brighter it gets.
3: That's what I was gonna ask like if I move it around does it like get brighter and dimmer,
2: yeah, yeah so like if you
3: is it just like ebb with the glow or does it like have like a flashlight beam of lightning coming out?
2: It's a gentle glow for uh, at the moment cool it's not you don't have a lightsaber hand yet ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you reach the border of these dead trees, um, kind of these dead, hollowed out trees. And Quinn, when you when you look at one of the trees um, as you're passing by, you're kind of well, you're stopped in your tracks because you see kind of like a figure reaching up. Pained, kind of like reaching out towards you. And within the tree, you kind of, you kind of see Buddy's face woven, uh, woven into the bark. Oh, oh, do you, does it look? Do you see that over there? Just to whoever's closest to me. And you hear kind of like an echoed pained cry of uh of him calling out to you
4: oh my goodness someone's someone's in there you don't don't but there's but there's someone over there don't you see it no
1: there's nothing there
4: but i i swear i can hear someone over there and i can i can see them inside that tree you can't how can you not see this
0: and i could have heard my friends earlier
2: Quinn, Buddy wants you to reach out and grab his hand and pull him out of the tree. Uh.
3: <laughs> if, if I see her move her hand towards the tree, I'm going to like slap it away. <laughs>
4: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach toward it because I really do want to help him. Okay. Ow! Ow! What are you doing? It's just a tree, lady. It's not just a tree. There's what? someone in there. You're old, but you're not old enough to
3: be senile. Keep it together.
2: Um, you hear, basically he, you see from behind, cause like Delaney has come up in front of you, like he's gotten in your face. You see like closely, you see tears basically kind of now streaming down Buddy's face as he just like, you see his fingers kind of desperately reaching for you from behind Delaney.
4: No, I'm telling you that there's someone
2: in there and I need to help him.
3: If I look, do I see anybody in there?
2: You turn around and you see a tree with a branch. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just a tree with a branch. I promise. This place is just messing with our minds.
4: What? How can you be sure? How can you be sure it's not messing with your mind and making it so that you don't see what's actually there?
3: Okay, fair question. How many people see a tree with a branch? three of us okay majority rules
2: basically you see now the bark is starting to like come up around um, around buddy's mouth and kind of like pull back his cheek as he's being sucked into this tree um, and he's calling oh that's calling for you no i i can't i can't just stand by
4: and do nothing with all of you I, even if you can't see it, I promise you there's something over there
2: and I'm going to hey, try to
3: Grayson, shoulder you help me? Grayson?
2: shoulder past yep. Delaney I'm, at this point I think I'd like an opposed check from the both oh, of no. you
3: um, okay so I've also decided what my shield is by the way now
2: okay.
1: okay.
3: <laughs> That's nice. no, no, no
2: so,
4: it's
3: cool. so the gem in my hand like, does like almost a flashbang, like it lets out a big pulse of light oh That drives things away from me that are attacking me, like, physically.
2: Okay. So are you saying that you're going to blind your crew member? Well, I I figure
3: it fades pretty quickly.
2: Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, like, so do flashbangs, but...
3: (laughs) I'm not trying to blind her for the rest of the session.
2: Oh, no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine, that's fine. Um, If
3: she's rushing into me, it's going to, like, just do a big flashy pulse.
2: Right, so I think you both need to make a dexterity check. Okay. Um, Alan, because you're using your shield, you get a plus one die. So you're using your approach um, and you both roll. Whoever gets more successes um, wins. However, we can add in something extra. You see that you have these lovely concept pools. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: What you can actually do is, let's say, Amanda, you only get one success and Alan gets two. You mm-hmm. could spend a point or you could spend two points of your um your ferocity in order to get three successes. Gotcha. You can outbid one another. Ah, okay.
3: So how does how are ties determined?
2: Um if ties are determined it's a new round of checks.
3: Oh, okay. All right. So I have three dice with my shield.
2: All right. Um, I will clear the board for you guys. You both can roll.
3: Oh, oh, geez. I'm really glad you cleared that board. That was super helpful for me. Thanks.
2: <laughs> Do you remember what you rolled? I'm so sorry. Yeah,
3: I-, I rolled a one and two twos, and Amanda had a one and two sixes.
4: Oh okay. no. Um, I hadn't. I hadn't rolled yet, so that must oh, have been something really? old. That, that was up my. There.
0: That, was that yeah. If they're pink, die they were mine because I set my dice to pink.
2: Okay, so Wait, do you one more. Okay, Amanda, you oh, can now, yeah. and we'll okay. see what you get. I'm Sorry be- about that. I was just trying to be efficient, and I. Wait, was too efficient. I failed too. Okay. Okay. Free rolled, so whatever. Well, you have a you have one six.
3: Oh, I made it. Then I'm turquoise. You're yeah, turquoise.
2: Oh, okay. I'm green. So all right. Do you want to spend any points, Quinn, to
4: succeed? Yeah, I'm gonna try to spend a, for well, I I have two ferocity. I'll do two. I'll do the two ferocity. No,
3: save okay. it for the beast. What is no,
4: no. no. <laughs> I need that. to save my friend who's stuck in that tree.
3: Can I? All right. So can I spend? Can I spend after she spends, or does only the yeah? Loser
2: you can you can up oh. the ante if you want.
3: I'm gonna up the ante so we're tied, and I'm out of ferocity.
2: No. Okay, well, you're both out of ferocity now, so you both need to reroll and see who gets a the success. Then, oh I'm my!
3: Gonna, uh, I'm gonna assume my shield does not go off immediately after that. Like maybe no. recharge or something.
2: No, we're still we're still kind of defining. We're at this point. We're just defining the outcome of the opposed check anyway. So okay. we'll we'll first see who succeeds at this. And obviously, like if you fail, oh. your shield's not gonna blast everyone in the face unless I think mm-hmm. it's hilarious.
3: <laughs> That's generally like the majority of any GM education role. How funny is it if I make this happen?
2: Oh,
4: really? No. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Reroll both of you. It we're just worked. we're just slapping at each other this whole time. Oh, I
3: got a six.
2: Okay. Who got the six?
3: Me.
4: Oh.
2: All right. Aha. Uh-huh. No. Oh! Oh! Now I got two fives. All right. All right. Um you um Grayson and uh, Echo, you see them struggle for a second. Um but eventually it's not even it's not even like a huge um a huge jump, but basically as as Delaney is trying to kind of push Quinn away, Quinn, you just managed to grab onto Buddy's hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see him kind of have a moment of relief, a moment of relief wash over his eyes, um, as you kind of grab towards him. And you, Delaney, you're trying to still like shove Quinn backwards. Um, and at this point, Quinn doesn't notice this, but you all see it. The bark starts to travel up her arm. Um. Quinn, at this point, you're just reuniting with Buddy. Yay! And he's so happy to see you, and like you know, he's just like you know, pull me out, pull me out. And you see, the more the more Quinn is pulling, the more the bark is starting to kind of engulf her arm. Grayson, can Grayson?
1: Yes, yes. You. I, 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 I <laughs> you're see just that... gonna stand there and let <laughs> me get yeah, by this Yeah, I tree. I, don't, I see that. That's. <laughs> I, yeah, I can, uh, I guess I should probably do something here to get her away from that. Uh, can I use, I think, I think at this point, um, can I, I think I, my, my sword, I think I'm going to use my sword. And the idea for my sword is like this, this like, almost like a, like a tornado blade. Like a like a, like a sword that's made of like really like intense like winds and like spiraling winds. Um, I think that's that's how I would describe it. Can I use the sword to like sever the bark between um, Quinn and?
2: Are you kind of trying to like buff it? Because you said tornado, so are you trying to like use the wind to kind of like buffet the bark off her arm type yeah, thing? Yeah,
1: yeah. Just kind of come down and then like blow the blow the bark, you know, because it's it's like a tornado like a tornado, like it's a tornado tornado blade. And it's just gonna like hopefully just kind of like blow the bark and her away from each other.
2: Sweet. Sounds good to me. Um I guess I would argue that that's probably a strength check. Okay. Right? Like you're, you're bringing down your sword. Right. Um, so you're going to roll your strength plus your body. So that's four, so that's four die. Dice. You get a plus one from using your approach. So that's five die.
1: Nice. Oh yeah. Oops. I got to use the, so used to, uh... so five.
0: Can we clear the table real quick or?
1: Oh yeah. Clear it. Let's clear it. Okay. So
2: five, and then enter. how do I how do I roll it? Um, you do you see the little um, box next to D6 up at mm-hmm. the top left? Mm-hmm. You just put in five D6, um, and then you click submit, and then it'll roll your dice for you.
1: Submit. Where is the submit button?
0: It's
2: the red button, right underneath. Oh, duh.
1: There we go. Oh, no. None.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So the challenge was two. That's the average challenge. Um, you have now failed your check. Um, you've got no successes. Do you want to spend points of frosty to get automatic successes, or do you want to take your failure?
1: I think I'm just going to take my failure and save my. since my party member, my other part, part the other parts of the party have kind of given up their uh, points, I. I think we're going to need mine for later on.
2: Okay. So at this point, one of the benefits of failing is that you get to mark advancement or experience. So because you failed a check in body, you can mark one um, experience point in body. Um, And because you failed, things get worse. So there's two options for things getting worse. One is that you can take damage to one of your vitality pools. So that's your health, hunger, or will, or as a GM, I can introduce the plot twist, which I think is suitably cruel, um, and I'm going to go with that one because I don't think it makes any sense for you to take any damage to any of your tools. Um, so instead, what happens is uh, you kind of whip out your tornado blade, um, mm-hmm. and you buffet some of you buffet some of the bark off um, off Quinn, and as the kind of the tornado subsides what you notice is that the bark starts traveling downwards with a mind of its own and starts encasing your arm as well. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Also, at this point, I'd also like to say, and this isn't so much a plot twist as just, you know, you've gotten to the layer of the beast. Delaney, you notice your arm is glowing brighter.
3: Yep. Um, hey, team. Chosen one. Um... <laughs> We got a, a beast incoming. You want to walk away from the tree?
0: They kind of can't, and I like I want to try to be like, I'm so sorry, tree, and like take my torch and just try to put it against the tree to maybe like burn it off them.
2: Okay, so you just you just shove your your uh, right against your- the branch that's trying to eat their arms. Okay. Um, so, Quinn, you, um, you're reconnecting with Buddy, um, and you're, you're kind of pulling him out of, of the tree. And he's, you know, so happy to see you. Um, he doesn't know, you know, he's like, why, why are you here? Why am I here? Oh, it. We'll we'll talk about all of that later. Don't worry
4: about it. We'll just get you to safety first. Here, come come, come on. You, you have to help me. We'll get you out of here.
2: All right. So you see Quinn kind of pulling deeper into the tree and you grab your torch and you shove it into the tree. Um, and uh you hear a screech. Um, not from Quinn at first. Um, but you know, Delaney's hand like at this point blows up. Um, the like tree it explodes, like, like 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 blows up with light. Oh, um, I, at, like, I thought my hand just exploded. That was <laughs> 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 I'm not going that, to say that happened. Um, and the tree, this dry kind of hollowed out tree, just kind of explodes in fire. And at this point, Quinn, you do feel pain, um, because you see Buddy scream as like just like his hair gets set alight and his entire body is engulfed in flame and it starts traveling up your arm as well. Ah! Um you too um Grayson I'll give you I'll give you guys a chance to react though before I do a lot of damage. You still have a chance to kind of get out.
3: Hey hey I'm glowing <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're they're getting about to be on fire, so uh,
3: yeah. Well, the beast is coming.
0: <laughs> maybe the tree is the beast, and like <laughs> I
3: don't think so.
4: Yeah, I'm paying. I'm uh, I'm paying Delaney absolutely no mind whatsoever. I yeah. oh geez, how do I stop this? Oh no! Now I'm, now I'm gonna just be trying to slap the fire off of Buddy while I'm still yanking on him.
2: Okay, so you go. that go. No, oh no. Hey. So, I, mm, mm.
3: I have a kind of a crazy question. Yes. So my fork tongue ability only applies to NPCs. I realize that.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah,
3: but that. like, if if uh, if Amanda and Doug are cool with it, I'm willing to spend the will to convince them that this is solved and they should walk away from the tree. Um they seem pretty far gone. Uh-huh. I could use their help when the beast gets here and eats me. Which I'm assuming cool. is how that's gonna play down.
2: If they're if they're okay with it out of character, I'm also cool with it.
3: Yeah, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. fine. Okay, yeah. I will spend the two will and be like, hey, it's all good. We solved it. Buddy's safe, you did a good job. Back away from the tree.
2: Okay. <laughs> um you, when when he, you know, kind of, y- you say it's solved um, and you convince him of this, like um, you were, already, I guess, Grayson, like you weren't kind of part of that, like that image yet. You know what I mean? You weren't right, part of that right. yet. So you're able to kind of like step away and get like these things off of you. But Quinn is pretty deep into the tree at this point. So Quinn, I'd actually like a check from you. Um, y- you've snapped out of it, right? Mm -hmm. um you kind of see what's in front of you you realize that it's a tree and it's not buddy even though it's it's hard to automatically come out of it right like you're kind of fading in and out of like what the heck is happening
4: right um
2: but you're gonna need to pull yourself from this tree people can assist i'm gonna argue that alan already gave you a plus one die um as an assist but if anyone else wants to as well like just pull yeah, I, um, I, was
0: ha- I was gonna have I was gonna have Echo just
2: grab her and try to pull her back. Okay, cool. So Echo gives you a plus one. The only thing to assisting is that if um, this person you're assisting fails, you all take the consequences. Can, um, can,
1: can I use my ability that once per session give a crewmate a plus one to one of their concept pools?
2: Um, yeah, like I mean, I would wait for that because. The thing is, is that concept is something that you can spend if you don't oh, make Oh, yeah,
1: not the, okay.
2: Yeah, so, like, yep. if um, it if doesn't make her check, though, that would be great for you to do. Because right. then you could give her a plus one. Um, so you get a plus one die from Ellen. You get a plus one die from Morgan. Okay. Um, and then I think it's pure strength, man. Just yanking <laughs> yourself out of the pool. Out of <sighs> the-
4: That's okay. That actually gives me a pretty decent pool to maybe not die. All right, let's see what happens. Yay! I get three successes. Nice. Three successes. Oh,
0: yeah,
2: it's four and up. Four's up. Yeah, four and up. Sweet. Um, All right, you pull yourself from the tree, um, Ah. and the ashes and kind of fiery bits of bark fall to the ground, and you pull yourself from the tree to kind of Turn and see that behind Delaney there's a giant beast. No. And this creature is basically made of like a kind of a mix of veins almost. At first you think that they're tree roots, but you realize that they're they're kind of glistening in the dark. Um and it has kind of instead of Ahead, really, it just has these like long masses of tentacles which are kind of hanging over your group. Um, and you know, it lets out another shrieking cry over the four of you. Ah,
4: ah,
1: uh, yeah,
4: turn around. Yeah, that's a giant beast. That's a beast.
3: Yeah. Um, okay.
4: You're the chosen one. Quick, defeat it.
3: Like, I'll hold my hand at it? Does it like make it run away or something?
4: <laughs> we don't want it to run away. We need to defeat it.
2: Does you... it make it run away defeating it? You hold your hand out to the creature Um And one of these kind of tensically heads snakes down towards your hand, And as it snakes down, something kind of works its way through all the veins and pushes itself out. And basically, you kind of see it crowning from between these veins. (laughs) And uh, it's the face of your father. And uh, it's... uh, it kind of looks at uh, at your shining hand, and it kind of laughs and it says, uh, "Oh boy, when will you learn?" <sighs> um.
3: Yep. <laughs> How'd you get here?
2: I have always been here.
3: That doesn't feel right.
2: Why did you leave?
3: Like, you mean home?
2: I uh I missed you.
3: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't on purpose. You I, broke my uh, heart. You know that, to, right? Uh, um. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just trying to get money to pay for the doctor bills, I and mean, you're gonna lose the the flat.
2: You were you were always such a good boy. You know you didn't have to take on that burden, don't you?
3: You couldn't even leave the house, like. Yeah, look. Um Yeah, sorry.
2: It's uh it's okay. I uh I don't blame you. I just miss you. I wish you would come home.
3: I mean, how do how, how do we get home?
2: Um you all see this conversation happening. Um, between Delaney, and you you see the face of an old man, right, come out of this creature.
0: Right, right.
2: Um, as it's kind of distracting Delaney, though, there's a couple more tentacles which descend upon your group and start attacking. Ah!
0: I'm going to try to throw a shield up. To okay, what does the shield look like? I think it looks like a... Um... I guess going off of what killed her, she's it's gonna be what what happens is gonna, it's, she's gonna pull her hands apart. And it's gonna be like just a thick silver f- like f- like vape of fog. Oh, cool! <laughs> yeah, like a cloud of like um, smoke.
2: Okay. Um... You um you pull up this uh, cloud of smoke and try to buff it back. The um I mean, how are you? Are you just trying to like withstand the attack? Are you trying to kind of like hit back with your shield and like hurt the creature? I think Um, just
0: trying to protect us for now, just so just just buff it away.
2: All right, I would argue it's a stamina check then. Um, and you get a plus one for using your shield. Okay, so one in stamina one for shield
0: then yeah, and then
2: uh, my two for body yep okay so, so that's four and the challenge is two okay Ooh, two. all right so um you uh quinn and grayson you see uh you see kind of like this vape of of smoke kind of like surround the both of you, which is distinctly different than the fog and kind of like buffet bat the first attack. What are you two doing?
1: I'm going to try to uh use my Rollwind sword to also kind of fight the tentacles back.
2: Okay. Um, that sounds good. I think that's probably dexterity.
1: Okay. Let me see. That is. So that's a zero. That's a three, three for my body plus the sword.
2: Yeah. So four. Oh, yeah. Dumb. Four. Um,
1: I've got one success. So no.
2: Okay. Um, do you want to use any frost to make that a success, or are you going to leave it?
1: Uh, yeah, no, I'll use one,
2: sure. Okay. Um, so you uh, you hit back the beast, um, and it actually seems like you actually um, you're using your tornado to kind of push it back, right? Like mm-hmm. um, uh, Echo had kind of like kind of summoned this vape shield to protect you, and then you kind of come with the tornado and push it backwards. Um, it backs away slightly. Um, towards the fire, and you see it like shirk away from the fire, and kind of like move a little bit sideways, kind of like skitter almost with all those veins to the side, um, sure. trying to avoid that uh, that tree that's kind of burning at this point. Quinn. Um,
4: okay, so uh, I notice it also doing this avoid yeah, the
2: fire thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, besides for Delaney, who's kind of in this conversation with his father, um, you're all present and you're seeing what's happening. Okay.
4: Um, Then I'm going to use my bow to try to attack it as well. And the bow, I actually take uh, one of my long, long gold chain necklaces and that just... I draw it up into the shape of a bow, and then I can gather an element from somewhere around me to make the arrows, in which case, in this particular instance, I'm gonna use the fire from the torch
2: to be the arrow that I'm going to fire at Okay, so you actually, like, you don't have a quiver with your bow. Um, You kind of draw from the elements around you. Right, from something around me. Okay, so you're gonna use the fire. Smart, sounds good, sounds painful. I would argue, yeah, I'd argue this is probably a dexterity, um, unless you want to argue that the, the beast is kind of so big you can kind of just use your awareness to find the right place to shoot it. Uh, um,
4: no, dexterity works. That's fine. Cool. Then yeah. you get a plus one from your approach. All right. Hooray. All right. Let's see if this does anything.
2: And oh, it did. Two successes. Two successes. So you fire an arrow into this creature, um, and immediately the three of you kind of, as it as it kind of bursts into flames in its side, you smell the scent of kind of like burning blood, um, mm. which isn't pleasant. Um, and seems like going back to Delaney, um, you see. Quinn, right, okay. um, kind of draw up this bow. And as you're having this conversation with your, your father, um, you kind of see this burst of fire and it's in your peripheral vision, right? Because like most of it, like it's just his face in front of you. You see him wince and cry in pain. And he says, uh, they're, they're hurting me, son. They're hurting me.
3: Um, do I have, um, I'm trying to think, okay. I mean, I hurt my dad, so I'm going to turn on Quinn.
2: no. I mean, if you as a player, Alan, want to try to resist this because you feel like there's some higher mind of Delaney, that says like I wouldn't do this but if there's just like I see my dad right sorry
3: the gem is still glowing and that's not masked
2: yeah yeah it's glowing
3: so yeah so I'm so I'm turning on Quinn and as I'm turning I catch the light of the gem and it sort of like uh recenters me to what we're actually trying to do uh guidepost
2: okay um okay in that case i would like an intelligence check for me to kind of reason your way out of this right um yeah so that's intelligence plus mind um i would argue since we kind of established that this light is also a bit your shield you can get a plus one from your shield as well i won't complain cool uh challenge two success
3: yes Two you
2: snap out of it. Oh.
3: Um Okay. Does it still look like my dad?
2: It does. It does. The thing is, like, you know, you were kind of just under, because you all search for memories, right? Right. So, like, and sometimes you get trapped in one of these memories. You, it, That's almost how it felt to you. You're almost like, oh, maybe I'm just reliving this really nice moment with my dad. Um, but you realize you're not. You're just standing in front of a creature wearing its face.
3: Okay. Um, yeah. So. Um. Is, so the creature's on fire.
2: The creature's on fire. Um, it doesn't seem to be down yet, though. Like, it just seems to, like, it's it's obviously been damaged though by this fire. Um, I mean,
3: I'm not a combat character, right? Like, yeah, my thing is talking. I'm good at words, apparently, despite all role playing to the contrary. Um, hey, you
2: can be good at words and choose not to use them well. That's, that's a perfectly fair. apt character build.
3: <laughs> that's fair. Um, I, I mean, I don't know anything about this creature, but it seems to live draw on memories to like pull in its prey, right? Yeah. I would like to use my empathy right. to I mean, we're, we're lost here just like the creature is, right? Like on some level we share a bond of this is a place all of us are somewhat unfamiliar with and it's scary and it's terrifying and there's things going on we don't understand this creature is living memories as it tries to eat us that it doesn't understand. And that's gotta be somewhat freaky. Um, so I I want to try to talk it down almost. Okay. With like empathy and understanding and approach this in a nonviolent way, despite the fact that my friends have already lit it on fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. Okay. Well, I mean like, I would like you first to tell me what you say and then I'll ask for check.
3: yeah that's fair. Um so I'm gonna yell at everybody to stop and I'm waving my shiny hand around. Hey stop.
2: Do you all do you all take a pause? Yeah,
1: sure.
0: I have my hands up in a defensive motion like ready to add more shields if need to, but that's it do you
3: do you have a name? Or is it just Mr. Beast?
2: Okay, so you're just immediately like... Okay. Um, it's... Uh, yeah, it'll reply to you. It says, uh, I have no name you will understand.
3: That's fair. There's a lot going on here that I don't really understand. Uh, so, let's add it to the list. Can I call you Mr. Beast or Beast or something?
2: That is fine.
3: Great. Names really help me uh, communicate better. So, look. The people who live in this fog are terrified of you because you devour them. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of new here. And I don't really get a lot of what's going on. And I seem to kind of just fumble my way through and I'm like gonna look at my hand. Um, so... I want to like work something out where you leave and you dissipate the fog and you let these nice people with the masks go about existing in whatever static sort of bizarre purgatory we seem to exist in right now. And you know, it's this whole thing is freaky and I got, I gotta be honest. I don't appreciate you looking like my dad and then trying to eat me. Um, and it is like I, I gotta imagine, like maybe your dad did that to you. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I feel like we can come to some sort of deal where we give you something you want, and you leave, and you go not eat people and exist in their memories, and we go on our way, and everybody kind of comes out ahead.
2: All right. Well, I think you've appealed all you can appeal. Uh, this is more difficult, though. Absolutely. You're trying to appeal to a a beast who has been consuming people for yeah. as Never. long as you know, at least. Um, I'm going to say this is a challenge for um, to appeal to it. Okay. Um, you said you were using empathy. If I right? can, empathy soul? Yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, um, and plus your soul, so that's four dice. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, okay. Oh, I got to clear it first. Oh, bummer, that was four successes. Dang it. Uh, Oh, no, it reordered them. Never mind, I'll clear it and do it again. So they get used to this dice roller. Okay. Three successes. I will spend a point of generosity. Okay. I will offer the beast, like, Do you want my hand with the crystal? Like, what do you need to make this work?
2: All right. It, uh, when you say basically, like, when you mention that the people don't like being taken, it, uh, it says, uh, but they're all with me now. And, uh, you all notice basically, like, you all see this happening. That throughout, like through its veins, basically, you see kind of faces gotcha. popping mm. in and out through the veins. Nope, don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might be oh, no.
3: now, but they didn't want to be.
2: I do not understand. <sighs> they want to be now.
3: Yeah, that's fair. I don't I'm not <laughs> in there. I don't know. <laughs> um,
2: it well, does like it does step back the kind of aggressive stance, um, but it doesn't seem to know how to comply to what you want it to do.
4: Can 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 it let them go? Can it? can, can, can it you, let the people
2: out?
3: Can you Ooh. let them out? Can you let them go?
2: um i think basically when you propose this it kind of pulls out like one of its long veins and you see someone kind of hanging from it um not hanging by the neck but kind of hanging attached to it like along its spine and the person kind of looks up like its head kind of like flops to the side and it says uh we are all one now Still don't like that.
4: (laughs) There's a
3: lot of not good going on right now.
2: Uh,
0: Thanks, I hate it. (laughs) Uh,
3: I mean, I don't know what else to do. I tried my stick, so if you guys want to light it on fire or something, then you guys go ahead. I, I am running up against a brick wall here. I don't know how to convince it to do what we want it to do peacefully.
1: Can uh can the the tree that's uh, that's on fire next to it? Yeah. Can I uh can I cut it down and so that it falls on the on the beast?
2: Okay. Um. Yes. Like, are you kind of, or like, do you want to like funnel the fire with your tornado to kind of blast it type thing? Yeah,
1: we can do. Yeah, just I, I want to s- somehow, you know, make sure that the, that that. The fire, yeah, I'm not liking what's going on at all, and I'm just thinking we need to set it ablaze.
2: All right. So basically, as Delaney's trying trying to reason with this creature, the creature has like calmed down, and it it seems like it seems interested, um, in this kind of whole like consenting to be consumed thing, um, that is uh, proposing. Um, Grayson, you're just like, nope, nope, kill it with fire. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Uh, you. I would say that is, I mean, you're trying to keep your party members out of this funnel of fiery doom, right?
1: Correct. Yeah.
2: I mean, probably dexterity then, right? Like if you're, um, plus one for your, uh, approach. Okay. So,
1: so that's going to be four.
2: Yep. Challenge two. You're just trying to murderize okay. something. Uh, I'm going to clear that. And then, for submit.
1: Uh, I've got two. Yep.
2: Okay. Um again, like you know, Dylan, you are you are hitting a brick wall with this future which is somewhat calmed down. Um and as that happens, what you notice is kind of like from behind this funnel of fire. I mean, narrate this for me, Doug, actually. What does I'm it just
1: look go- like? I, I'm just gonna take the uh the I, I'm gonna point my my uh, sword to the the bulk of the, f- the f- flames that are on the, and I'm just going to I- I'm gonna use the, uh, the, the 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 wind and everything to kind of like build the fire up you know and, and make it even burn even brighter even hotter and then I'm going to just just fling it over and uh, hit the uh, hit the, the 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 beast you know just on its side um because it's not paying any attention and just set it ablaze all all along the uh you know it's just like a big big like almost like a big almost like paint or almost you know like but it's fire and it just it just douses the whole side of side of the beast
2: awesome um yeah you you all see this kind of rain of fire fall down on the beast um and it starts screaming and it doesn't scream in its own voice, but it screams in the voice of about 20 people. Each one of them, you actually recognize ah! so Delaney for you. It screams obviously in the voice of your father. Um, Quinn, you hear it um, screaming in uh, in Buddy's voice. Uh, Grayson, obviously you hear Eliza crying out And um, Echo, you hear your mom uh, screaming in the fire. And the beast goes up in flames and it kind of stumbles for a couple of seconds before it collapses in on itself, all of these veins kind of shriveling up and then puffing into nothing. Um, And then as it falls to the ground, you kind of see all these bodies kind of like fall out of it onto the ground as well. lifeless. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, you, when you saw the, like, I do want to give a as I was narrating, it's like, I do want to give a caveat like those bodies looked dead before. So, <laughs> okay. I do yeah. want to <laughs> agree, so you can, you murdered 20 people.
1: <laughs> well, I was thinking, even, even if they were, like, some sort of alive in the beast, that wasn't, like, what they probably wanted to be. That wasn't probably how they wanted to be, like, in existence is probably my thought you know yeah, what, what that's how one? you're
4: going to rationalize
2: murdering yeah, 20 that's, people that's, that's with fire gonna
1: ra- that's how I'm going to rationalize burning 20 people alive
2: <laughs> alright um, you have defeated the beast yeah. yay nice. question mark I guess
0: <laughs> maybe oh, I still feel sad because I heard my
1: mom scream though.
0: it's
4: one of these victories you don't actually feel good about <laughs> yeah. yay
1: Yay. Yeah. That was awesome. Did the light? Did the light go out in uh, Alan's hand? I mean, in uh, in in Delaney's hand.
2: Sorry. Is the the gem still there? Yeah. Is oh, is it still
1: glowing, or is it is it still? Uh, is no. it out?
2: Basically, the last thing that you all see of the beast is that the the gem starts to flicker, um, and it fades. And as the gem fades, you see. You actually notice the world kind of getting lighter.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, and you see actually that the sky is getting slightly brighter and the fog is starting to lift.
1: Hmm. Wow. Kid. Wow. Wait way to just way, yeah. dis- way to distract it while I was while
4: so the all these bodies that are now here, do they just kind of stay there? They're just regular old dead bodies at this point?
2: Yeah, regular old dead bodies with masks on. I mean, because they're they're metal masks, right? So like I don't right. think that burns that quickly. So Right. Um then
4: I would like how does the how does
2: working how does using the talents work? Um so basically there's two ways that you can use your talent mm-hmm. um either you can just use it um as an ability and you can make a check associated with it or you can help it to assist a check. um how so so you... so uh, basically
4: i just wanted to uh, almost as more of like a narrative effect use my talent which is to summon transportation unique and mighty to basically summon up like a large cart that we can transport all of the dead back to the village so that their loved ones can do whatever these people do with their remains.
2: Yeah, so basically how talents work is um, you define them like you do your approach. So when you decide what type of transportation you're gonna summon, that's gonna be the transportation you're summoning throughout the game until you get more talents to kind of unlock and specify a little bit more. Um, So you can do a cart if you want, or you said you were a wealthy individual, so do you want to do some type of like Rolls Royce or something? Yeah. Um.
3: Like a 1930s phantom?
4: Yes, exactly that. Okay. So you summon your sweet, sweet ride. (laughs) I summon my sweet ride. And now we can put the unfortunate corpses in my sweet ride.
3: Um, Yeah, okay. Uh,
4: well, we need to return them to the village so that they know what has happened to
3: yeah, that's all good
4: to their to their loved ones.
3: It's all good. I'll just start piling bodies in the trunk of your role. Be
2: respectful. All right. I
3: mean, sure.
2: Um, I think this is a good time for an epilogue. Um, to round up the session because we're almost coming to time um, and I would actually like to kind of round this up with a story that the townsfolk tell of those who were foretold because obviously they come in riding on like a metal
1: <laughs>
2: metal creature um, so I am a going uh to start with you morgan um Always. Yeah. what do, what do <laughs> i'm sorry did i pick on you last time
0: you pick on me every single time no
2: no that's fine tray? let's, let's get the order fire. no 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 that's no, no, fine okay all right that was you doug by the way just this you know <laughs> what's that the employee i'm going to fire after this oh,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> um all right i'm so sorry it's just like in my little line of people you're the first one so my my eye just goes to you <laughs> so i'm like I that one that is the think... tribute um yes what do the townsfolk tell of those who were foretold's mighty return
0: mm. So what they tell of the group, like as stories come, um, basically they were able to f- fight it off with um, a firestorm. I don't know, like they of course they're going to explode it into like bigger proportions. So they they were able to defeat it in a um,
2: a whirlwind of fire. So they defeated the beast in a whirlwind of fire. Um, Doug, what changed in uh, in this realm after those who were foretold left? Um, the it,
1: it's not twilight. Is it's made a l- like the whole world is a little bit brighter now. It's not constant twilight, and um, the the folks don't have to wear masks anymore.
2: Ooh. All right, in that case, Amanda, what, uh, what do these people look like underneath the masks? Oh, my. Okay.
4: Um. So they look very similar to humans, except that uh, rather than just having two eyes, they actually have four. So it's like two sets of each one on, on top of each other. So, which we couldn't tell because they just had kind of like visors before.
2: All right, and Alan, what uh, what does the celebration look like every year when they celebrate the ones who are foretold?
3: Um, so it's kind of like Guy Fawkes Day, So they <laughs> make the effigy of the beast, right? And they burn it.
2: Fair, fair, quick. <laughs> I uh, I like that, too. All right. Well, thank you all so much for playing this session of Afterlife. Yay! Oh, oh thank
0: you. you so much.
3: That was awesome. <laughs> that yes, that was really, that was really thank, great.
1: That was very, very great. I'm so, super excited to back this game. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Throw
3: all the money at you.
1: <laughs>
3: like, what, what is the biggest tier I can throw money at, at a curiosity? <laughs>
2: Um, you can actually uh, sit down with me and create an NPC for that will you be used in the core book. Oh, well, wow.
3: I know what uh, level I need now.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: and of course that, that comes with all the extra rewards because we're, we're having custom dice made. Um, we are also having quick references made and we have something called the Wanderer's Tome. So that's actually going to be, um, it's a notebook that you can keep your character in, but at the start of it, it has all the pertinent information for players. So it has your character sheet at the start of the notebook. It nice. also has information on your death marks and talent. So it also like, it it's half a quick reference, half a notebook for you. And that's all included in that tier. You get all the swag plus an NPC. That's awesome.
1: Very cool. Very Love cool. it. And you said this is coming to Kickstarter May 1st.
0: The next week. So Indeed. next,
1: yeah, it's coming, coming right up. Um, how one week. How, how long, uh, how long is the campaign going to be going for? A month. One month. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So if you enjoyed this session, please, like I said, hit that like button down below. And 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 uh, once the Kickstarter is live, we'll make sure to put the link in the description and uh, I'll put a little anto- annotation here on the video. Uh, so you can just click on that and it'll bring you right over to the Kickstarter page and you can check it out and pick whichever pledge you would like to, uh, you would like to, uh, you know, donate towards. And you can help Afterlife, wandering souls, become a reality, which is what we love to do here on the show. We love making uh, RPG, helping RPGs become uh, reality, uh, because uh, these, these are just so much fun, and they're put on by they're put out by such talented people like Liz and Alan.
3: It's okay, you don't have to say me. I know you're me. to uh,
1: <laughs> that's not true, not true at all. So. Yeah, I'm going to say, where Liz, one more time for folks, if they want to know more about Angry Hamster Publishing and Afterlife, where where should they go?
2: You can go to angryhamsterpublishing.com, um, and there we have links to the free Quick Start, for example, and all the information about the Kickstarter will be there, too. You can sign up for our mailing list, so you can be one of the first people to back the Kickstarter. You can also follow us on Twitter at Angry Hamster RPG, and we're also on Facebook, and that's just Angry Hamster Publishing
1: excellent and i'll put the link to the uh, quick start uh, that's on drive through rpg uh in the in the description of this video as well i think it's already there to be honest with you so uh if it's not i'll make sure it's uh, it's there uh, right after we're done the session alan amanda morgan thank you so much for coming on and giving me part of your night to uh to do an actual play with y'all, we uh, we love having each one of you on the show, and and we'll make sure to uh, have you on yet again if you'd like to come on. Uh, Alan, where where can folks find you if they want to know more about uh, Alan Barr?
3: Um, at Alan Barr on Twitter or GallantNightGames.com or our Facebook page or Twitter, Twitter games
1: Nice, nice. Amanda, how about you? Where can folks find more about Amanda Call?
4: Uh, you can check out my webcomic, ageofnight.com. New comic page coming in approximately 90 seconds. <laughs> and you can also find me on Twitter at ageofnight and Instagram at Amanda Callart.
1: Excellent. Morgan, last but not least, where can folks find more Morgan for their interwebs?
0: Um, they can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Serena Bezos. That's S-I-R-E-N-A-B-E-S-O-S. Um, I mostly talk about nerd stuff, and if you're following me on Instagram, you get a lot of dice picks.
1: Nice. (laughs) Hashtag sorry not sorry. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. That's all right. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Victory Condition Gaming, because winning shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the table. Go check out Afterlife Wandering Souls on Kickstarter.